Welcome to the Awakening Church, one of the great churches Maui has to offer. And now, Pastor Stephan Pusle with this week's message. Well, aloha, good morning. How you guys doing today? You guys doing well? Yeah, we have some beautiful uh, weather right now. There is no sun, but there is no rain. So it's this nice, cool in-between. And if you're, if you're local here, then you like that kind of weather. But if you're visiting on vacation, uh, it's one of those things that I kind of bummed about. But hopefully this next week there'll be some sun for you. But yes, welcome. Uh, my name is Pastor Stefan. So great to have you here because we're kicking off a brand new series called Ghosts of Christmas Past. Where the reality is, is that for Christmas, it's not always this kind of fun, happy-go-lucky type of time. In fact, you can find yourself in one or two different categories when it comes to Christmas time. For example, I was at the uh, uh, service rental store, uh, and I was renting a flatbed bed trailer to move a, a, grand, a mini grand, baby grand piano by myself. Well, my wife helped support a little bit, uh, so did my daughter, but... Basically, on my own, I moved this baby grand piano uh, up into storage. And, you know, that's why they call me the human forklift. So, anyway, I'm running, into, uh, I'm running into Dominique's husband there and saying hi and chatting and hanging out. And, um, but it was a good time. Uh, but it was interesting because one of the ladies that were checking me uh, out of the, of the, uh, for the Flatfoot trailer rental, uh, she asked me the question, and I felt like it was a trick question maybe. She said, do you like Christmas music? I'm like, I love Christmas music. And she's just like, dang. And I was like, you wanted me to affirm that I hated Christmas music so you could feel better about you hating Christmas music, right? And she's like, you're right. And the other one's like, I love Christmas music. She's putting up the little mini tree. She's like singing along. And the other one's like, I hate it. And she's like, I love it, you know? So Christmas time brings up uh, feelings, whether you realize it or not, subconsciously of, of, of good memories or bad memories. In fact, there are studies on the brain that if you take someone and you say, hey, we're going to flip a coin, a 50-50 chance of flipping a coin, there's no rigging in that, it's 50% of the time you're going to win. And so pretty much you, you're likely to break even over a long period of time. And if I flip a coin, it lands on heads, I'll get a dollar, and if it lands on tails, you'll get a dollar. And, and, the, and the study would basically go random people and say, hey, are you willing to, for those odds, it's a 50-50. You're not going to lose anything. What have you got to lose, right? And most people would say no. No, because they didn't want to risk losing, losing something, loss. Because loss is powerful. Losing something, that feeling is powerful. And they kept on asking, okay, well, what, what if we took that amount and maybe made the odds like, if you lose, you give me a dollar, and if I lose, I'll give you a dollar twenty-five. Would you do that? And a lot of people are like, still no. I'm like, really? I mean, you're gonna make a profit. And they kept on going to fifty cents, and then to seventy-five cents, and typically it took until people had two to one odds. Like if the guy you're flipping the coin with would lose two dollars if he lost, and you would only lose one dollar, that's where most people would settle. So in the human brain, loss is twice as bad as gain. So when we lose, it hurts. And in life, we've all lost. We've all have some kind of hurt. We've, we've all have some kind of setback. Um, and, and that's what we're going to be talking about this whole week because for some people, Christmas 
There's a lot of loss going around in their life, in their mind, in their heart, as they think about and the way they treat people and as they shop and as they work in their workplace. It's not always easy. I mean, for example, you may have had something happen to you where you lost your reputation, where you have shame, or you've done something in your past where you need to forgive yourself. That's what we're talking about next week. It's going to be pretty powerful. The other week, we're going to, uh, to kind of close the series, it's just a three-week series. We're going to be talking about labels. Like maybe you did something in your life and how now you are labeled, even though you've done a lot of good things in your life, but that one thing you did, now that is the label you carry, and that's how people think of you. The minute they bring your name comes up, they're thinking of that time in your life or that label that you have earned and you've lost. And so we're going to talk about it, but today we're going to be talking about how tis the season to be offended, right? It's a season to be offended. I mean, goodness gracious, I, I, I'm most aware of my offense in this season. I'm, I mean, I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to have patience. I'm supposed to not be easily offended. But here I am running around, and I don't know if this bothers you, but when you go to the store or you go to the airport and somebody blatantly just has no, like, they're not even trying to be sneaking about it. They just cut in line right in front of you. Oh, that's the worst. I remember at the bank, I was in line at the business teller because I'm important, right, you know? And I, I'm at the business teller line, so I get priority of everybody else. And I got just two people at the two business tellers, and I'm like, yeah, and look at that line. You guys are just the regular peons, and I'm the businessman here. And so uh, I feel so good and, you know, you know, about myself. And, and so uh, one of the tellers opens up, and this lady cuts right in front, and I saw her kind of kind of inching, and I was like, oh, no, you don't, no, you don't, you don't, you dare, and she cuts right in front of me, and, and uh, I'm like, excuse me, I knew I should have just shut up and just let it go, but she's dropping the lunch off for one of the tellers, and I felt so terrible. I don't know if that bothers you, people cutting in line, but um, I, here's one of mine. I'm just going to be transparent with you. You're going to think I'm a terrible person after I tell you these things that are going on in my mind, okay? Maybe you can relate. But when old, very old people get in line at longs, I, I intentionally look for the line that does not have an old person at longs because you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to open up their checkbook, and then they're going to have five or six coupons, and then they're also going to want to, once they run everything, they want to check to make sure everything's right. Oh, that's not, that's not discounted. That, that, that's, this is the coupon for that, and that should be double, uh, double off. And, and I'm just like, God, please help me. Is that, is, I don't know if that resonates with you. And I'm just, these, are the little, these are the little things. These are the little things. Um, and, and in fact, you pick the line, you think, it's, oh, this is one that's going to go fastest, right? And then you get in that line, and then it's like, if you're absolutely wrong every time. And, and um, well, anyway, uh, another thing that gets me is people riding bikes on the wrong side of the street. You're supposed, when you ride a bike, just so you know, you're supposed to ride with traffic, with traffic. And if you're riding against traffic, it's very dangerous because you have a head-on collision. Uh, a bicycle is a lot more difficult to swerve out of the way rather than walking in the opposite direction. You're supposed to walk on, so you can jump out of the way if a car comes. But in a bike, you can't just be like, wee, jump off the bike. Um, and I really, oh, goodness, I really hate that when that happens. And so the reality is, is if I was a cop, you know what I would do every single time? 
I saw a bike riding in the opposite direction, I would give them the worst possible fine that I could give. Yes. Yes, I would. Good thing I'm not a cop, because, you know, I would do that. Um, and uh, how about this? You know, when someone starts, you know, you, you kind of get in a, an area where there's, you're, you're doing business or you're, you're, you're interacting with someone, and then there's like two other people that can speak a different language than you, and then they start speaking that language themselves, kind of like looking at you sideways and like, you know, and for most people don't realize I'm actually pretty intelligent. I can speak some Spanish. I can speak some German. I can understand a little bit of Italian, you know. And, and, and you know, you, you can tell when somebody's talking trash about you. You get in a pedicure at the thing, and the lady's talking trash about you. And you don't, she doesn't know you know a little Vietnamese, you know. And, and you just like, you get it like, <sighs> bended. Like, she's making fun of my cankly feet. And it, how dare she? Um, you know, just a little things, little things. Uh, but maybe it's technology, and, and this is one for a lot of us that we really uh, get stuck with, the technology part of things. Um, people, for example, who you've been friends with, Facebook friends, mind you, for a long time. And then when you're scrolling down, you know the part where it shows like recommended friends? And you're scrolling around and you're like, wait a minute, we were friends. How did that, that little, oh, oh, what a fake, phony, if I got a chance to talk to, I'm going to be like, you know what, you're fake, you're fake, you unfriended me. <laughs> right? And I've, had, I've been bothered for a whole day by that, by the way, by one person, a whole day of being offended. And by the way, that's why I'm preaching on this, because this is something that keeps on coming back. They're coming back. And so I'm like, uh, maybe I need to work on this. So maybe I need to preach on this more. So maybe it's in my consciousness more. Maybe it's your consciousness more. But anyway, can, can, continue on. Continue on. Or maybe that, you know, you, you, you text somebody and they're slow to respond, right? Then you see the bubbles thing. You see like the thing and then there's no response at all, right? They just don't respond. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It, it, it should be criminal. Okay. And then also, uh, those friends that, you always call them from time to time because you're thinking about them and you care about them. You call them and how you doing? I miss you. You're trying to keep that relationship alive. You plug in that lifeline, call them up, but they never call you. They never take the initiative to call you. And you're like, like if I just quit, this, this relationship would be dead. If it weren't for me, I'm like the only one fighting for this relationship. Psh, right? You get offended and you're just <laughs> huffing and puffing around. Or maybe it's the holidays, you get, right? You have your Christmas party, and it's the same person that you invite every year that doesn't bring any food to the party. They're just like, they're like, like they're just like, you know, like pill, they're just riding on the backs of everybody else, and they're eating good food on everybody else's dime and not contributing, or they bring the old gift that they stashed that you gave to them last year, and they re-gifted in the gift exchange, right? And you're offended, like, how dare they? Right? Is this how it is? Or maybe a relative comes over to your house and starts commenting on how you're parenting, right? When their family is in no good shape at all, right? And then you get offended, right? But here, let me get a little more serious. We, we have big things that happen. Um, betrayal, lies, abuses. These are, these are real, um, real deep things, really deep issues. You know, Christmas dinner is destroyed. 
family reunions, just where families divided, friendships ended. I don't know if you've had any friendships that have ended. Um, maybe you have been the offender. Maybe you're the one that's being offended or offending others. And you're opening Christmas gifts with a, with a closed heart. You're, you're, you're celebrating the love of Christ while at the same time hating someone that you know. Somebody close to you, maybe a relative, maybe a friend, maybe a co-worker. And you're enjoying God's grace while extending none to people who really need it. I don't know if that's you, and, and if offense seems to kind of be a reoccurring theme in your life, and, and you probably may think, oh, but Pastor Stefan just preached on this a few months ago. Well, you know what? I'm preaching on it again because it's important. It's important because if it seems to be a recurring offense, then maybe that we have some, some things to really kind of continue tightening it up, continue growing in. Because this applies not just for your life, to your benefit, your life to be free, but it benefits our church. And if we as a church, we can't, we can't be uh, unoffended by each other and work together and love each other, then we're not going to grow. People are going to see that, going to notice that. Um, so what, what, what we're going to do is we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to help us. To, to really dig into this. And Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for what we're learning about, um, you know, this, these ghosts of Christmas past, the things that are kind of like hurts or, or disappointments or setbacks or failures in our past or things that are, we're struggling through now that have really put a damper on a season where we ought to be just celebrating and our hearts ought to be full of joy. And, and, and Lord, I just pray by the power of your Holy Spirit you'd speak to hearts this morning. Uh, we praise you, we thank you, we acknowledge without you can do nothing. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen, amen. By the way, um, we're going to open up God's Word. It's available to you on our app. We upload the messages uh, weekly. Sometimes I get a little behind, a couple weeks behind. but And we will update that for those of you who are checking in on, listening in on our app. But we also, for you um, techies out there, we have Facebook Live. For, so for all of you joining us, Facebook Live, we want to say welcome all the way from Maui, Hawaii. We're we're stoked you're tuning in. Uh, it's been effective, uh, what we've been doing. So what you can do is you can go to our Awakening uh, page and go and see our live feed and share that so that the love of Jesus, that the gospel can be spread all over uh, Facebook world, okay? Um, that would be helpful. But we're going to turn to Proverbs chapter 19. And But before we do, I'd like to state this. Your life is too short and your calling is too big to be offended. Your life is too short. Your calling too big to live your life being offended. Because here's the thing. Small people, small people hold big grudges. I was writing the message last night, and I'm thinking about the list of people who I still have a little bit of hurt in my heart towards, and also maybe some people who have a little bit of hurt in their heart towards me. I wanted to reach out to them and just love on them, just do a simple little thing that I could say, hey, I'm, I'm here, I love you. Um, I'm being convicted as I even preach this that there. Maybe some unresolved things even in my life as we talk about offense. 
Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says this, right? A person's wisdom, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to what? To overlook an offense. It's to one's glory. How many of you are like, glory? You like glory. Come on, be real. Who in here likes glory? Come on, put your hand up. Let me see. Glory, right? We like glory. It's, it's great. It's great to win. It's great to get recognized. It's great to have a good reputation. It's great to be known for being a good person. But it says, right, it's to a person's glory to overlook an offense. Overlook an offense. We're overlooking an offense. It's not the same as pretending it didn't happen. Because there's some people like, la, 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 sweep it under the rug, never happened, woohoo, let's go into life like it never existed. And then that thing that never happened starts growing inside and it starts becoming cancerous and starts getting con contentious and, 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 and bitter and bitterness starts seeping in in other places and before you know it's death and it's like, you know, somebody has a offense that's been not dealt with. And that's not what we're talking about here. It's too many in t times in the church where sweep things under the rug. That's not what I'm talking about. Now, what it is, is a, it's a conscious decision to let it go. Let it go, player. Let it go. I always say that. Let it go. It is a form of forgiveness. It's a form of forgiveness. Right? Uh, the Hebrew word overlook, it means to pass over. To pass over. To elevate yourself. To not get sucked down to where small people operate. Small people hold big grudges. Like, oh, I'm like an elephant. I never forget. Okay, wow. Okay, all right. Check. Mark that off. I don't want to hang around you. I'm going to do something eventually, and you're just going to be telling everybody how terrible I am. And so we overlook. We, we pass over. We elevate ourselves. Um, Rene Descartes, Descartes, this is what, I believe it's a female, <laughs> this is what she says. Um, is, is there a guy's name for Renee? Is it a guy? Oh, there we go. Let's see how educated I am. Um, so, this is what he says. <laughs> I should have known that one. Shame on me. All right, whenever. And Renee, who, who, who names their son Renee? How dare you? I'm offended. French, I tell you, I'm part French, so I can make fun of French people. So he says, <laughs> "Squirrel, whenever anyone has offended me, this is we're talking about elevating over, over, right? Whenever anyone has offended me, I try to raise my soul so high that the offense cannot reach it. Cannot reach it. That's great. That's wisdom. Elevate your soul. Elevate your perspective." It's like oh, a more common thing, what we would think, oh, like brush it off your shoulder. Just like, yeah, right? Everybody, you got something on your shoulder? 
Hey, I think you got someone on your shoulder. You just need to brush it off. Right, right there. Right, right. You got, you got it. Yeah. You, you good? Okay. Brush it off. Brush it off. Because here's the thing: life is too short, and your calling is too big to be holding on to a fence in your life. Because you know you're gonna get over it. You're gonna build a bridge, and you're gonna get over it. I'm not gonna hold it on to it. Because reality is, is that 99% of the time, people are not intending to offend you. Even though um, Justine was talking about this guy who was intentionally making fun of her laugh because he's not having the Christmas spirit. And he was just like angry and he wanted to like <laughs> make fun of somebody's laugh. I, I mean, I've done that before. <laughs> I have. I have. And knowing that someone is an earshot of what I'm saying. Um, the other day, okay, let me tell you on myself real quick. The other day, that I was uh, at the storage unit putting the baby grand piano in, and there was this lady, you know, it looked like she maybe had been living in the storage unit. I don't know. But, um, and then this makes it even worse, <laughs> uh, because I should have some compassion, and she was like, <laughs> and spit, right? And I, with an earshot of it, I had my, around my girls, I was like, disgusting, gross. <laughs> right? But you just let it go. Let it go. You don't know what, I don't know. She could have been homeless for all I know. And I'm like, gosh, I'm beating her while she's down. It's not pastorally. Um, so, life is too short. Now, now, since we know we need to improve, with God's help, right? Whether it's big or small, we need God's help to get over it. Because it... <laughs> Believe you me, it's not easy. It's not easy. Somebody brings in the wrong drink when you're ordering, or something's undercooked, and you're just taking it out on the, the, you know, the waitress or whatever. You just you know, let it go. Let it go. With God's help. With God's help. I'm getting over being... See, here's, the, here's the thing. Okay, this is the first one. Ready? With God's help, I'm getting over this. I'm getting over being easily offended. Everybody say easily offended. Easily offended. Gosh, I'm one of those people at the restaurant that makes my special, like, um, I make my own menu up. And I'm, I, do you have this? And can you mix it with this? And, and the, the waitress is like, <gasps> their brain is about to explode because of, they cannot comprehend the combinations of things that I'm ordering. And so what happens is, is um, <laughs> I'm like, why can, why, why not? Why not? Why can't you do it? And they can't deliver, and I'm just like, lousy. Anyway, just telling on myself. Think about it. Think about this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. This is the NLT version. It says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making what? Maybe making an allowance. How many of you got allowance before? We give it an allowance, like some money. Anybody? Okay. This is a different thing. All right. Make an allowance for each other, for each other's faults, and because of your love. Because of your love. All right. So what does that mean? What does that making allowance mean? Here's what it means. Just making a little bit of space. Between the point where somebody does something offensible and you reacting. Right? Because again, 
99% of the time, they, know, they never intended to offend you. You're just assuming that they're doing that intentionally. So you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You're giving some space in between the offense and then taking that offense. Right? Because here's how we do it. We like to judge other people by their actions, but when it comes to us, no, 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 no. You need to judge me by my intention. I never intended to do it, but you, I judge you by your actions. So we do it two ways, right? But the reality is we both need to look at the intent behind it, the heart behind the motive behind that. And that takes a little bit more digging. That takes a little bit more understanding. See, how many of you guys want people to give you the benefit of the doubt? How many need that? I, I need that. Um, because, you know, you may have, be having a bad day. You might be distracted. You might, you know, might be get, being late for something. Um, and let me, get, let me give you an example. I, I know I told this story recently, but I'll just say it again because it's relevant. Um, I was at the, uh, the, 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 the hotel at the um, main lobby downstairs where they have some free Wi-Fi and I'll get run into a lot of people so I can get some work done. And I get a call from the school that um, Katyulani is puking blood. So I'm like <laughs> panicking. My dad, I'm like, he has the car, so I'm telling my dad-in-law, go pick her up and bring her, we'll go to, you know, but he can't turn the key on to the truck, he can't figure it out, so I'm just like, ah, I'm freaking out, so I get there, I get him and get the truck, and we were trying to park my other car, um, get out of the way, and it was uh, at the, the kitchen, close to there, because you know I love my fried Spam Musubi, I don't, I don't know if you know what that is, but oh boy, um, very unhealthy for you, but so delicious going down. Um, now, I was trying to back into, I pulled up, and I was trying to back into the parking, because everybody here in Hawaii, you know, backs into the parking spot. I think it's actually, after a while of getting used to it's more intelligent, you know, because when you pull out, you're not backing out and blind if, you know, running somebody over, okay? So it's kind of a smart way of doing things, it takes getting used to, but that's what I was doing, I was trying to back in, but there was someone that's, uh, you know, more mainland type of th way of doing things, pulls up behind me. And he's not giving me an allowance to do my thing. And so I start beeping my horn, beep, beep, beep. And he doesn't budge. And I'm like, oh, no, he didn't, right? And I open him up. I'm a 6'2", 230-pound boy, right? I come up to his windshield. I was like, hey, move your ass, right? Move it, right? And he's like frozen. Just... Couldn't even make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Don't, don't, don't make eye contact. Okay, I don't consider ass a cuss word, okay? So that's, I, I passed, okay? So, so I passed. But normally in the past, I would have gone, okay? it would have been bad. Okay. With that being said, some of you may disagree, okay? But I was on edge because my daughter's puking blood. And I need to get her to her emergency room. And he's not making any allowance physically or emotionally for what I might be going through. And I'm, I'm like, hey, my daughter needs to go to the emergency room. Get out of the way. So he moves like two feet. 
I'm peeping again. He makes moves like another half, six inches. And finally, I, back, and I looked back and I was so mad. Took off. Went there. Long story short, they had misinterpreted. The, the connection of the cell phone was wrong. But she wasn't puking up blood. Uh, it was something else that got misconstrued. She's like, she's, um, she's, right, she's puking maybe. I don't know. Puking. Maybe that's what it was. I, what was it, Amber? I can't remember. She was just puking. It was a bug. It was a bug. She it wasn't puking blood. It was a bug. Okay, that's what they said. There we go. That's how. See, that's how telephone things get misconstrued. So I'm like, Ugh. and I'm like, I feel really bad because I lost it with this guy. And so you know, my, my dad-in-law drives me back to the, the kitchen lot, and sure enough, I see his car still there. So here's an opportunity to to make things right and get some understanding. So I go and to the kitchen and there, there he is and his eyes get all wide seeing me walk up to the table and I'm like sir I just want to let you know that I apologize for, for losing my temper a little bit there uh, you gotta understand I, I was told that my daughter was puking blood turns out she only has a buck okay and uh, I was a little short with you but I needed to get that car parked and do you understand where I'm coming from and he's like yeah totally understand the other guy was like he thought you were gonna beat his <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got tattoos, you're a big boy. I thought you were going to beat me up. And like, no, no. I just wanted you to move. Um, so here, here, make an allowance because guess what? You never know what's going on. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. They may go through a divorce. They may be uh, lost somebody in their family. Even worse, they may be moving. <laughs> I'm moving this week, I know. It's the worst, right? Oh, boy. No. So, again, so make allowance. Make allowance. Because it's not about you. It's more about what they're going through. It, the bad mood isn't about you. The careless driving that that person like isn't about you. PMS isn't about you unless you ask that person, right? Are you, uh, <laughs> then, then, then it's a problem for you. Then it's a real problem. It's not about you. Make an allowance. Make some space. Chill. Back off. Get over it. All right? Move on. Rise above. Relax. Chill. You see, you got to wonder what they're going through and maybe imagine, maybe start to think about a way that you could be in their shoe and say, maybe this, or maybe that, or just... Maybe, put a maybe thought. Maybe they could be going through this or that. And then, so it helps you like, oh, okay. I'm cool, right? Instead of being offended, you, that, when you say that maybe question, it, what it does is it stirs up a little compassion in you. And we, have a little, we need to have a little more compassion. Why? Because life is too short and our calling is too great to be offended, right? We can't, and like there's a whole other message on this I could preach about if you're not, letting go of offense, you're, you're, you're literally missing out on miracles. You're missing out on miracles. Because that person, you might be able to say, hey, I know, I know you might be having a bad day, but let me just tell you that when I have bad days, I got somebody to turn to and it's Jesus. And, and you know, if you don't go to church, there's a great church down the way. I'd love to invite you to come hang out with us. You know, there's an opportunity there for a miracle. But if you get offended, you miss it. You know what I mean? So there's a whole other, other way we could go with that, but not right now. Um, and, and it's just tis the season to be offended, right? We have the uh, Black Friday and 
Tech Tuesday, what is it, Tech Tuesday or Cyber Tuesday, and uh, you know, you see people breaking in through the, the front doors and having fist fights over Tickle Elmo's and whatever, what's the new thing this year, I don't know, but yeah, so it's, it's crazy, right? So I'm getting over being easily offended, right? I'm getting over being easily offended. With God's help, I'm getting over it. With God's help, I'm getting over big offenses. Big offenses. And then this is where I have to acknowledge that there are big hurts. There are deep wounds that you may have in your heart that, and I get it, and it's hurtful, and it's like, I could never forget. I even don't know if I can forgive that person for what they did. It was so hurtful and so deep and such a betrayal. It was such a terrible abuse. It was uh, somebody molested me or lied to me or uh, you know, had a, uh, committed adultery, you know, and all these things, um, you know, it's, it's deep, it's deep. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 speaks to this. It says, make, again, what does it say? Make an allowance for each other's faults, and then what? Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Forgive others. Make allowance. Forgive others. But how do I do that? How, they abused me. They hurt me. It was someone I loved. How could, how could I forgive? How? How? Betrayal is grounds for a relationship-ending process. Lying is grounds for never trusting that person ever again. Right? Abuse is grounds for never putting myself in that situ situation ever again. And not only that, letting everybody know so nobody gets deceived that they did that. So when I get somebody around me who may know that person, I say, well, did you know what they did to me? Right? So it's not only unforgiveness, but there's a viciousness that's coming out of the bitterness that you're turning around and you're slashing them down every chance you get. Now, what am I saying? Am I saying that to continue putting yourself in a position to get hurt? No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying forget. Because we've been forgiven. We've done dirt. We've done really terrible things as well. We've lied. We've abused. We've cheated. We've been unfaithful. We've betrayed. We've done these things. Say, well, adultery isn't grounds for divorce. Adultery is grounds for divorce. Well, you know what? Adultery is grounds for forgiveness. I heard a lot of churches, yeah, if that happens, then you're free to go. No, it's, it's, it's grounds for forgiveness. You know what I want to see is a church that when that happens, that there, there's a spouse who forgives, and there's restoration, and, and that, that unhealth doesn't continue to happen. There's healing. There's, they get help, but then they forgive them. That, that's the kind of church I want to go to. Where there's stories like that rather than, oh, they had an affair, and then they just left. That, I would love to see that. Betrayal is grounds for forgiveness. 
Somebody lied to you, it's grounds for forgiveness, right? Somebody betrayed you in a big way or hurt you, gossiped about you. It's all grounds for forgiveness. Because you've been forgiven. That's hard, isn't it? But with God's help, you can do it. It's kind of like peeling away a layer of a, uh, uh, an onion, right? You deal with it, you peel it off, it makes you cry a little bit, and then you realize that there's another layer. And you're like, oh God, I still haven't forgiven, have I? Uh, Lord, I forgive, but help me with my unforgiveness. You know what I'm saying? You're saying, you're acknowledging your incapacity to forgive without God's help. And then let's go a little deeper, God. Let's go a little deeper. Let's forgive a little bit more. Let's deal with this a little more. Because I know that there's somebody, there's the little offenses that you can think about that, that you need to work on, but also I believe that God's bringing to mind some big offenses that you need to work on in this holiday season. So what? Whenever someone offends you, what do you try to do? Try to elevate yourself. Elevate your soul above the offense. Because the offense is the only person that's going to really hurt in the long run is you. The offense is the, only, the cancer that will in the long term only hurt you. Right? Descartes, whenever someone has offended me, I try to raise my soul so high that the offense cannot reach it. You may be thinking, well, This offense is holding me back for a long time. That person was so hurtful and it was holding me back in my relationship with God for so long. It was holding me back from engaging and in, in trusting and not putting up walls up with other relationships for so long. I've been betrayed so bad it hurts and I've been putting on putting up with this hurt for so long. But now, today, I'm going to make a decision. You're going to make a decision to get over it, to move past it, to let it go. With God's help, that's where we're going to do. That's where we're going to go. God's going to help us, right? Joseph. Joseph, a man who betrayed by his brothers. Remember? thrown into a pit, then ends up being a slave, thrown into a dungeon, then God ends up uh, redeeming the situation and where he began, was given second in command in all the land of Egypt under Pharaoh. What the enemy meant for bad, right? Here's where the miracle comes in, right? When we let go of our fence, here's where the miracle comes. When, when we realize what the enemy meant for bad, that God turns around for our good, then that's when we are allowed to and that's when we have the space to, and that's when we make allowance to let go of that offense, to get over it, to elevate our souls, because that's what is needed to move forward, to move forward with your relationship with God, to move forward with your current relationship, to move forward with your own healing and your own well-being and, and, and your own health, because for some of you, it's affecting the way that you're holding on to this constant offense. You're being offensible in little and big ways, and before you know it, just the people who hang around you become offensible, and before you know it, you're a big crew and, 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 and posse and gang of offended people. You attract who you are, and you're going to be stuck. But now, 
But now, with God's help, you're going to start resisting that. You're going to start getting over it. You can do it. Now, what used to hold me back, with God's help, make me stronger. What, with God's help, what hurt me in the past can change me to be more like Jesus. With God's help, what weighed me down for years no, will lo- no longer hold me down. Now, forgiving doesn't excuse what they did. But forgiveness frees you. It frees you, not them. It's for you. That's what forgiveness is for. It's for you. Life is too short. Your calling is too big. The influence and the leadership that you have, we talked about in the series of Simple Amounts of Faith, right? We talked about the last week. We talked about multiplying and the influence you have on building God's kingdom and spreading the gospel and, and helping people find God and, and getting involved in big things in your church and, and changing lives. That, 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 that call, influencing your family to, to love God, leading your, your family spiritually, uh, these things are just too big, too big to be going around and being offended, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to close with prayer. We're going to do some business with God. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you are a good God who has, when we asked for it, forgiven us of so many terrible things. Lord, you've forgiven us. You've forgiven us. But Lord, you said in your word that if we want your forgiveness, that we have to in turn forgive others. We have to make allowance for others. We have to make space so we're not easily offended. And and so Lord, we, we, we ask... Because some of us have some small offenses and we're stuck in the rut of constantly being negative and offendable. And then for others of us, it's a deeper offense of a deeper hurt and wound. And, and if you're here in here, by the way, this morning and you really feel like God's whispering to you that you want to do some business, that you want to take care of this, this offense with God's help, but you know, you realize and you recognize that you need God's help. Would you be courageous? Hey, that's how we are here at The Awakening. We're courageous. We're real. But you don't have to look around, bow your heads, close your eyes. That's what we're about. Some, some anonymity here. But we're, we're going to just challenge you. Take a step of faith and say, you know what? I'm kind of easily offended. Simple things and also maybe or I am carrying a deep offense and it's holding me back. And I need God's help. Would you be courageous this morning without looking around, heads bowed, eyes closed. Would you raise your hand so I can pray for you this morning? God bless you. Good. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. Hands are raised everywhere. God bless you guys. Uh, God bless you. See your hand. God bless you. I'm raising my hand. God bless you. Yeah. God bless me. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't cut in line, though. I'm just joking. Just joking. Um, Lord, we, we recognize it's, just, it's, constant. it's a constant battle against the current. When it comes to offense, especially in this holiday season, we, we ought to be the ones that are being more patient, 
because we have Jesus in us. We ought to be more kind because we have Jesus in us. We ought to be more forgiving, especially in the season where you sent your son to be born, given to us, Emmanuel, God with us. That's what you have done this Christmas season. Allow us to, to flow in that mercy, right? Giving, uh, uh, not giving somebody what they deserve, but but letting them free, letting ourselves free, Lord. Like giving them grace, right? Giving them something that they didn't deserve, Lord, operating in that grace and mercy, operating in that forgiveness, Lord, help us let go and release offense in Jesus' name. We rebuke offense in Jesus' name. Where it has a stronghold in our life, we, we say, get out, get out of our life so that we can receive the miracle. Continue to pray this morning. If you have maybe at this point, acknowledge that, wow, there's got to be a God. There's got to be something bigger. Maybe you believe in God. That's great. It's a great place to be. But when it comes to being a Christ follower, there is a surrender that is necessary. That is necessary. It's, it's important. It, it, you can't go without it because you know what? Even the devil and demons believe that God exists and they're his enemy. But they're to be on God's side, you have to surrender to Him. You have to choose to be on His team because by default, we're on the opposite end of the, uh, of the war. And, and so if you're in here this morning and, and maybe you'd like to give your heart to Jesus, if you'd like to surrender your heart to Him, I'm going to show you how to pray. Or maybe you have done that a long time ago, but you've gotten off track and this is an opportunity for you to say the same prayer to, um, you know, to rededicate things, rededicate life, rededicate your heart to Him. Um, you can say this prayer along with us, but just for the sake of nobody feeling left out, if we all can say this prayer together, we do it every Sunday, just so we got that, we got that one person or that, that two persons that really need to do this. We want to we engage with them and, and join them in this prayer. And these are the words you say. You say, Dear Jesus, uh, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for me, but that you rose from the dead and you conquered death so that I could be free. Jesus, I believe you're Lord, and I want you to be the Lord of my life. Come, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Wash me clean. Oh, in Jesus' name. Continue to pray this morning. Hey, if you said that prayer, it's a rededication or for the first time, would you raise your hand so I can thank God for you? Anybody, God bless you. I see your hand. Anybody else in here, God bless you. Good, good. Anybody else? I see your hand. I know somebody's tug God's tugging on somebody's heart in here. I bless you. Good, good. Lord, we thank you so much for what you're doing at the awakening. We thank you so much for just the beautiful weather and that we are going to have uh, just an awesome day because we're going to be operating in grace, operating in mercy, giving allowance. And it's all of the drama, all of the tension, all of the offense and the offendable people this Christmas season will not offend us. Because we are rising above, our souls are flying above the fray. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us this week. The Awakening Church is a church that unchurched people love to attend, where real people can come as they are and connect with others who love God. If you're on Maui, please come join us. If you're not on Maui or you can't attend a service, check us out online at theawakening.org or download our Awakening Church app. You'll find past messages, online Bible studies, scripture, and lots of other cool stuff 
including ways where you can help us continue our mission. If this message has blessed you, you can help us increase our reach by giving to The Awakening Church, either on our app or online. Thank you for joining us. Aloha. Aloha.